So I did not get a chance to see the resolution of the car chase yesterday. What happened? I don't know. It was not. Get a load of this. When you guys left, the guy had gotten stuck, right? He was like by the wash. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he couldn't. He had nowhere he, to go. Yeah. When we left, when Kamenetsky and I left yeah. at 4.15, it was still a hostage No way. Situation. He was still sitting in the front still seat Still in the car, car, and they were scared to make a run-up. Somebody will know. Somebody tweet us and tell us who uh, wow. how that was resolved, but the guy wouldn't get out. <laughs> and for three hours, he had like 20 guns pointed at him, and he just he said, I'm not leaving. We were talking about yesterday when we were walking out, Andy's like, I'm like, this is going to end. He's going to get. He's going to realize that the jig is up. As of 4.15, it, it had in. not ended. And That's Sedano, unbelievable. You can tell Sedano's not from here, not because he immediately goes, screw this car chase i'm putting on like the orlando magic yeah. game you know he had no interest in it at all i didn't know the magic that game good... i didn't know the magic game was on. <laughs> that is a good la native tell like how right. invested if you're are you completely in unimpressed chase? with a car chase you're not from here uh, ramona you're a native you're a local are you team car chase no no I'm not with you guys i know i know you guys are into this john would do a whole channel on yeah him. i know i am going to do a whole channel i just need to win the lottery first you know a lot of heavy hitters you should be able to get an investment oh, I'm group trying. together yes i'm trying i just I don't know. I just get mad. Like, I'm like, this is dangerous. Like, everybody's getting out of your way. You're causing problems. Like, what if you hurt somebody? Like, I get, I don't want to support this <laughs> in any way. All right, here. Yeah, but, uh, but if it's on, I mean, Bill, you got to see how so it ends. I can't find. I'm okay. looking, John. No, I can't no, I find the result here. Uh, Bill, uh, Bill Nuss, who created the great TV show Pacific Blue, if you guys ever oh, used yeah, to watch Oh, yeah, the bike cops. The bike cops. <laughs> yeah, that was sure. Bill's show. Just uh, texted me. SWAT smoked him out around 6 p.m. So he sat there till the end of Sedona with Cap, basically. Right. Yeah, he was, he was in it, in it to win it. But what was you there a chance you can't win it? You, no one's ever outrun a radio. Was you know? there any chance he was tuning into seven ten <laughs> and heard us doing the play by play? Really liked what was going on. Then sat around, wanted to hear your guys' take on so, the Lakers and everything else. Maybe he sat around and so, so it makes me laugh. So when um, when the OJ chase was going on, um, the one of the all news stations like KNX or um, what was KFWB. the other one? Yeah, those two um, leaned on Jim Hill because Jim knew OJ and they, you know, they were looking to cover the thing. And so they asked Jim, will you call John McKay? Okay. Who was still alive at the time. The old SC head coach. OJ's, His, coach, OJ's coach. And ask him to call on with you and beg OJ to pull over. And Jim goes, Really? You think OJ? You think because John McKay is on the radio, and they go, "Yeah, do it." You know, as by you know the hardest thing about any job doing what your boss wants. So they literally brought John McKay. OJ, this is Coach. Pull over. It was the most uncomfortable thing I'd ever heard. As if okay, so put those dots together. They are a listening to that particular station in the car, like like they weren't being chased by every LAPD officer, (laughs) HB and sheriff, And, and then all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Well, if the coach tells me, the guy who coached me in 1967. Traffic every six minutes on KNX. Maybe they were trying to get a read on where they needed to go Needless to say, OJ kept going and made it to Rockingham. Look, he's trying to get a a lay of the land a long way. I didn't know. I I feel like I'm pretty well versed in that whole situation. Right. I've told you all the random connections I have with this story, right? My dad was on that LA to Chicago flight with OJ. Like the, uh, like a. What? Yeah. The one he took, the late night flight? Yes. Why was your dad on it? So I graduated from college the day before the murder. From UCSB. From UCSB. Okay. So June 16th, you graduated. This was My parents were living in Chicago at the time. 
when I was in at UCSB. Okay. And so your dad came out for your graduation. Came out for graduation, hopped the red eye that night to go back to Chicago to did, go back to work was did, on that plane. Did he see OJ on the plane? He spoke with OJ on the plane. Oh, wow. Yeah. That is a great party yeah. conversation starter yeah. there. And OJ lives about a stone's throw from where my grandmother lived for 60 years. No kidding. Yeah. So Now. I, uh, she did until she died, yeah. No, but where OJ's living there now? No, the oh. Rockingham place. Oh, okay, in, might, in Brentwood. In Brentwood. Yeah. yeah. You know, you can't drive it anymore. Well, the house oh. is gone. Right. You well, mm. yeah, And you can't even, you used to be able to be to, to yeah. drive drive down, I guess it would be San Vicente, and turn right yeah. onto Rockingham, and it, it got so many looky-loos yeah. that they basically rerouted the street. Wow. I, I and, then, and then when OJ's house got sold, they leveled it. And put a new house up so there would be no reason to go see it. I remember I spoke with my dad on the phone mm. like a day or two after. No, it's the very next day. I forget why I called him and I said, and I again, at the time, it's the day after. So we know nothing about this other than O.J. Simpson's ex-wife has been murdered. That's all we know. Right. And I made a joke to my dad. just like, oh, did you hear that O.J. killed his wife? I'm making a bad joke at the oh. time. Just goofing around. And my dad goes, what? And I said, oh, I'm just kidding. But somebody murdered O.J. Simpson's ex-wife. He goes, Really? So he goes, I talked to OJ last night. I was on the plane. He was Whoa. on the flight with me. He's like, really? And I'm like, wow, that's a weird coincidence. And take it from there. Wow. So yeah. I, this is so I, I didn't know this was going to come up today. But so weird kind of twist to this story. I need to look up the exact facts. But another sports angle to the OJ thing. So the PR director of the Niners for years Kirk Reynolds. was a guy named Rodney Knox. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very well liked. Very still still works in the NFL in some capacity. I don't think he works for the Niners anymore. Um, sends his brother a bunch of Niners swag because he works there. His brother ends up on the jury. No kidding. They go to OJ's house for the visit. You know they you know they did Where the, they took all the pictures. They took all the they took all the pictures of the white people off the yeah. wall and put like all these like african-american historical photos this gets pretty well covered in the uh, people versus oj thing so he got called in front of the judge because oj played one year for the niners no kidding said why were you wearing niners gear are you a fan of oj the football player i don't know if they let him stay on the jury or not mm. but that's how like small world weird story that was do you guys think that we could ever have a story that captivates us like that one did. Like, think of the most. It was famous, a perfect intersection it, of sports, race, fame, culture, mm, fame, city, crime. all of it. Yeah, city, it, it, everything, yeah everything checked the box of it captivated. Yeah, us. we will. The, the, I agree with you. The yeah. delay. I agree. But the difference was like now we get we, we have so much. There's so many different ways with with Twitter and social and everything else. You're like, saying you're so inundated you with just info. You had to listen to the radio during the day. You had to watch Dateline and right. Nightline at night. Like you were you were so hungry for the info. Well, trial. you know we got we've watch got a trial. We every got single we got March day. Madness coming up. So uh, back when Bergman would allow us to have guests. Oh, actually, this was even before Bergman. This was like 20 years ago. Billy Packer used to come on with Mason. And he, Billy Packer just passed away like a month yeah. ago. Um, Billy Packer used to come on with us once a week during March Madness, and we'd just kick it with him. He liked us, and he was good to us. And so we'd bring him on, and he had a rule. That one year, uh, we got to do it during a break in the OJ trial. Because that's all I do during the day is watch the OJ trial all day, all night. Wow. And we did. We accommodated his schedule to watch the that's OJ funny. trial. Ramona, what's the set of circumstances that could have something captivate us? Well, has anyone, Momo, did? has anyone that famous ever been accused of murder? Wow, that's a good 
more famous than OJ? I don't think he's more famous. Oscar Pistorius. I'm trying no. to say. No. Yeah. He's yeah. not more famous than OJ. No, I mean, look, not. I've covered a few of these. I get This tends to be the, the, the stick that I draw all the time, right? Um, Tiger Woods' car accident was pretty big, right? But the the... the Anything involving someone of that of that um, stature. stature is mm-hmm. going to be big. The difference is nowadays when something is big, it's big for like two days. That's what it means. Three right. days. So I asked like me, it was life, a year. The, yeah, the the life cycle of a scandal or the or the of a media moment is much shorter now. The metabolism is, that, is much so. This faster. ranks right up there with Mason saying he was going to go dark for a week, yeah. and then he didn't even go dark for a day. He texted Sedano on Monday, Ramona on Tuesday, Bergman yesterday. Um, you know, he zero dark Mason lasted yeah. not even one day. So he he has a completely different opinion of himself than what reality is. Like anyone who knows him knows he wasn't going dark. Okay. Here's another one. So I said, Mace, well, you and I are out to dinner. OJ is in the restaurant and he walks up to us. He goes, Mason in Ireland. I've been listening to you guys for years. OJ Simpson, how you doing? And he sticks out his hand. Would you shake it? And I said, I absolutely would to get out of the awkwardness. Yeah. I'd say, hey, good to see you. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And I basically would refuse to shake his hand. He absolutely would not. He, he would he would be so uncomfortable with the confrontation, he would have no other way to totally. get out of it. <laughs> and yeah, when he comes back, I'm like, he'll say, no, I would. Yeah, it's exactly like Zero Dark Mason. He Dave, would never do it. Yeah. Dave Chappelle has a really good stand-up where it's, I've met OJ three times. And then he'll start doing his stand-ups because he's doing his whole thing. The first time I met O.J. Simpson, he goes into his story, the whole thing. One of them's at a restaurant. And then he goes another 20 minutes talking. The second time I met O.J. Yeah. Simpson. Yeah. But he's kind of in that predicament where he, the way you just described it, O.J. What, what would you do? If you were in a restaurant, he walked up to you and he goes, and he says, hey, I, are I, you Alan Sliwa? I listen to you every day. O.J. Simpson, man. And he sticks out his hand. What would you do? I would do exactly what you just said. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I can, you know not say anything or leave his hand there and turn the other way. I think to just get out of the situation, I would shake his hand. I will, Thank you I will for say listening this. and move on. One of my best friends in TV is a guy named Tom Murray, who was on TV in LA for 20 years at KCAL. He was like one of my mentors when I got to KCAL. And um, Tom is old school New York. And he does not tolerate fools in any, which is shocking that we're friends because I'm an idiot. But him and I are really close. And he, he told me the story that he lived... In that neighborhood. In Brentwood? In Brentwood. So OJ gets off and uh, Tom's jogging like two days later. And OJ's walking out to his mailbox and he comes out and, and Murray is like, Murray would not shake hands with OJ. He's like, he's he's like old school. Yeah, but that's a very specific type so, of guy that would not. Okay, so, but mm-hmm. get a load of this. So Murray's jogging down Rockingham and OJ comes out and goes, hey, Tom, and waves to him. And Murray, without making eye contact, just keeps running, and he goes, guilty, guilty, Whoa. guilty, <laughs> guilty. Wow. And he just keeps running. Wow. <laughs> I, it, Started sprinting. It would be yeah. so I stunning, told me that shocking, shocking, shocking ran fast. <laughs> that if he came up to you and said, hey, I, uh, Ramona, I, I'm a huge NBA fan. I watch you every night on ESPN. I would. Just I think be, I'd shake his hand. I think so, too. Yeah, I, think I, think so would just, I would just get out of it. The, 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 oh, my God. Oh, OJ Simpson. I'm also like curious. Would you engage him in a conversation? Yeah, I think I would. Like, I'm like that. What's type. the opening line? What's up? 
Yeah, how you been? Yeah. Mm. What are you up to? I have found like, I mean, to me, like, the I'm best like way to handle... What if he said, have you not heard? <laughs> the best, <laughs> the best way to handle awkward situations like that is to just kill the other person yeah. with kindness, and they yeah. can't do anything. Mm. Like, there was a reporter when I worked in Louisiana who was notorious for hating the competition, wouldn't give anybody that he was competing against the time of day. This guy's name was John Reed, and, uh, and so... I'm there for a couple of weeks, and they're kind of showing me around town. I'm in Monroe, Louisiana. I, I was a, I couldn't get a sportscaster job, so I was a news reporter for six months. And so my uh, my buddy J.T. Thompson, who's a reporter at the station, takes me out, and he goes, he goes, this guy John Reed's a piece of work. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, we'll be on the same stories. It's a very small town. He was at the CBS. I was at the NBC. He goes, we'll not give anybody the time of day. I go, really? Like they, like you don't exist. Yeah. I go, well, watch this. <laughs> so yeah. I walk up to him and I go, hey, John. And I put my arm on his oh, shoulder. There you go. And I stick my hand out. I go, I just want to introduce myself. I'm John Ireland. I'm new in town. I'm the new reporter over at Channel 10. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of yours. I've been watching your stuff. It's a pleasure ah. to meet you. He looks at me. He doesn't want to say anything. I go, shake my hand, man. You said it that. Because my buddy's yeah. watching. He, and he, we're like, he goes, Nice to meet you. He turns around and walks away. He was so uncomfortable. It was awful. What's the second biggest Kill thing? Kill him with kindness. That, because I think for all of us, the OJ, like the media story, right? Like by far the biggest thing yeah. that's been a part of any... What, what's the second biggest that touched the sports world? Not like 9-11 and things like that. Just the, the thing that was at least tangentially connected to our universe. I mean, for me, it was the Sterling one, obviously. Yeah. That was good. I mean, but that was still that was sports. That wasn't like a crime. Uh, well, well I, I think here you can, you can connect dots to get to a crime. Mm -hmm. yeah. he, he committed a lot of crimes over his thirty years of being a jerk. Um, but but I'm not, I think that's a good answer because I'm not talking about necessarily you were charged that, with this crime. That, like, just talking about a crime or a story. A let let the story. Well, let, I got left one. the I, sports I got universe one. and became a news story I got one. that was connected to the sports world. Kobe's helicopter yeah. crash. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that, the one I was like. That that's was, that's the yeah. one where. Everywhere that you was the lead story on page A one of every paper in the hundred percent, yeah. yeah, in the world, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I was, I knew that that would affect a lot of people, but it really it brought the city to its knees. So, I, I mean, it was still, unbelievable. Still to this day, yeah. I mean, Pal yeah. Pal getting his jersey there, right? Kobe, Kobe, it, yeah. it, it's still yeah. to this day, and it will always be like that. Coming in here that night and going on the air with mason and lz and i did a show together for a few hours and L and by the time we got here there were a lot of people out here at microsoft oh, right? Yeah. Yep. right and three hours later when we had left you you couldn't walk through it it had it had, the, the people yeah. that had come here in a relatively short period of time was exponential what was the story it wasn't as big as kobe what was the story the night you and i were at a Company dinner, and Vince we Scully said, died. "Let's go in the air right now." Vince that was, yeah, Vince yeah, that's that's yeah. In the, in the, the, only, the only other but one, but that wasn't super. I mean, Vince Scully was in his nineties, yeah. and so I mean, Tiger yeah. Woods' car crash was pretty big a couple years ago because people didn't know how bad it was. Once you found out he was alive, but at that was, point, yeah, for sure, it's a big deal. But yeah. Tiger being involved in stuff at that point I mean, had become kind of routine. I remember when Lamar Odom overdosed at the uh, brothel out in mm. Vegas. That was a big story for like a couple days, though. Kobe's the because that, that the only yeah. thing that's even in the the OJ universe is that the only other thing. But this is a world thing, right? When the COVID stuff first initially yeah, started, and was there was a game going on. It was the NBA game. Remember yeah. the Thunder and. Maybe Dallas or something no, like that. No, it was Phoenix because Chris Paul was kept walking was, out of the court saying, saying, "What's wrong with Rudy?" So yeah. that was like the moment where 
okay, well, there's a good chance sports probably isn't going to go. That was kind of the start of it all. That was interesting. I was on with Mace. I think you had just left. It was we were doing a super crosstalk or a crosstalk. Right. You had just left. Yeah. What if I told you? <laughs> <laughs> I actually did a thirty for thirty on that one called March eleventh. Did you really? Which yeah. was the that first was the, the night the night sports the stop night, the night sports stop. Yeah. It, is, it, it hasn't aired yet, has it? No, it did. It just nobody, you know. It, was it like, did. Nobody saw it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I was. <laughs> no, like, by the way, a, I would love to see. It, so it was is a podcast. It on the app? No, it was a podcast. It's I'll a, send it to you. Uh, I would it love. Was good. To, I would love to listen. It was kind of. It's interesting now looking back on it. Like we got Anthony Fauci for it. You yeah. Know? Like because mm. it all. It was all. Don't, don't you feel like there was this like two year period of time that we all we always would talk about what it was going to be like later on how would we talk about this two years we're like stuff happened yeah but it's like we you can't really put yourself back in it yeah it, it that format of what you're talking about john it reminds me too of the other 30 for 30 the june 14th 1994 yeah right where and, and by the way there's no narration yeah. it's just news clips and it's the World Cup, the Stanley Cup, the NBA Finals, yeah. OJ. It was Every, like, yep. And you remember what the other one was? Arnold Palmer. Final U.S. Yeah. Open. Oh, yeah. wow. Saying goodbye. All within wow. like a 36-hour window, all of those things happened. Just just absolutely bizarre. Super Crosstalks, powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger's all about. Mason and Ireland coming up next. We'll see you on Monday. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. It is Friday. It is raining. Don't drive if you don't have to. How about yeah. that for a rule? It's not the kind of rain like it was last time. It's just that light, misty rain. Yeah, but the roads are wet. Nobody in California knows how to drive when it's wet. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, if you don't have to drive, don't. I'm, uh, I just drove in. The roads are kind of a mess, but I'm down here for the rest of the night because we've, as uh, Morales mentioned. By the way, what does that mean, Greg? Were the windshield wipers on the inside? I don't get that. Uh, you know, just a way to put something. I don't Do you know. get it? No. Do you get it, Ramona? We're on the inside. I don't get it. Morales, we're, ke- we're keeping you dry. Morales went drinking last night. He's no, he's now making stuff up. But um, the uh, Lakers play tonight. Against Toronto, Toronto kind of owns the Lakers in that building. They've won, they really have. They've won every game since 2014. The last time the Lakers beat them, Kobe was on our roster. Wow. Um, at least the last time we beat them in L.A. So um, every game now I know is a must win for everybody. You guys think that if the Lakers lose, the season's over. So uh, so that's tonight, 7.30. Anthony Davis agrees, so uh, that's what the problem is. Yeah, do I still have that? I, I'm in trouble. Did you keep that, Greg, or did you get rid it's, of it? No, I didn't take it off. I mean, it might be uh, there. I can find it. If yeah, not. so I'm in trouble because Anthony Davis declared every game now <laughs> is a must win, which Got isn't it. true. Go ahead, play. What do you think this game does for this team? Um... It's a must win. Every game we play from here on out, 15 games left, 16, whatever the number is, is a must win for us. And um, 
nothing changed tonight. All right, so must win tonight. Crypto.com Arena, Michael and I will be there. Uh, Spock and the Jack starts at 6. Now, I want you to get something to write with and get something to write on. All right? Because I have not given the phone number oh, to boy. call this show in six months. Wow. Because Bergman hates calls. Hates them with a passion. When he answers the phone, he will say, what do you want? You'll hear it. You'll hear the disdain in his voice. But he has agreed, we negotiated two days ago, that it's open line Friday, Momo. Oh, gosh. We're going to take at least one call in every segment. Now, if you guys suck today, Bergman will veto. I, you know the mistake I made. I gave him veto power. I know. If you guys suck, he could pull the plug. Greg, are you prepared to pull the plug at any minute? I am prepared to pull the plug in the very first segment I'm, when someone says, how are you doing? Now, that's rule number one. There are only two rules. Now, no. here's the number. First of all, here's the number. I have some caveats after. Okay, good. Eight, because <laughs> I want to be able to take maybe one call after today. And Bergman's going to use this day yeah. if the callers are bad to say, well, we'll never take another call ever. Uh, 877-710-ESPN. 877-710-3776. Now, out of habit right now, Bergman doesn't even have the phones unlocked. Oh, I did it on purpose. Uh, now, unlock the phones. You agreed to do this. I will. Unlock the Once phones. I will unlock the phones. I only have two conditions. Number one, don't ask us how we're doing. We're doing fine. Yeah. It's Bergman's pet peeve. It's like when people but say to me, "But you can tell us that you like you love the show." Uh, must, or hey, I, don't I love this. I don't even, I don't I'm even okay care. with that. I don't even care if they love the show. Um, <laughs> but well, yeah, how about if they love you? Don't care. Oh. Uh, the fact I'm, 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 uh, yeah. the fact that we're getting another voice on here today besides you and me is okay. a major victory for me. Got it. So eight seven 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 ten eight man. Do not ask us how we're doing. And other than that, you can ask us anything you want. Okay, right. so I'm not going AMA. to screen these. So this is my, my what I need to know. I like this. I am I not like going this. to screen them. I'm going to say, what's your name? What do you want to talk about? And where you're from? And it's all going to go on there. Don't oh, ask how they're doing. Oh they're God, doing I'm fine. I'm a, I'm a little scared. All right, now what I, other, my what other, other conditions caveat, do you have? The other caveat is I will answer them in the breaks. For this first segment, I'll answer them here, but I'm going to answer every phone call, every single phone call in the break. So once we get into the segment, I'm not going to answer a call. Fair enough. Okay. okay. So, you know, if you're on, if you get Fair. a ring, if you get a ring. Just hang on. Bergman will get to you the next time we go to a commercial. Oh, and I see him is. coming in. The phones have been there. They go. Every I will answer line, these. Every line is lit, uh, and you can. By the way, you can weigh in on this debate. Yeah. On whether or not we should ever take calls, uh, and I will tell you that at least on social media, Greg normally wins that debate. He like people call and say, "I don't want to hear from callers. Callers are idiots," which is Bergman's whole point. I want to hear from callers because I think Ramona sports radio should be like a sports bar without the liquor. A lot of different voices, a lot of people popping in. Like the other day when McManaman popped in, he popped in, he popped out. Good, done. Get 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 a few more voices on the show. Get a few other things happening here. But Greg is. I want two people talking for three hours and nobody else can talk. That's it. <laughs> um, but let's see how it goes. All right. So uh, Greg is answering the phones now. We will take at least one call in every segment except what's up, Foo. And Game of Games. Okay. Every other thing. And Michael will be in here shortly, too. Michael loves taking calls. He loves to hear from the people. So he's like me. Um, but I mentioned Lakers-Raptors tonight at Crypto. The Lakers currently stand ninth place in the West. Ramona, they're a game and a half out of the sixth seed after wow. the Warriors lost again last night on the road. The Warriors are 27-7 and seven at home and 7-26. and 26 Go right to your point and ask how they're doing. They're doing on fine. On the road. 
Uh, you, you hit, he turned his mic on by mistake. Don't ask what they're doing. They're doing fine. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Are you fine? Let's just get this out of the way first. Me? John, how are you? Are you Are you fine today? Excellent. I'm not. It's raining. But other than that, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I can't do anything when it rains. I, I think I'm, I'm just fine today. Okay. Just fine. You going to the game or no? Uh, no, I'm not okay. going to go. I'm well, skipping today because I'm going to do both weekend games because I they're both Knicks games. Oh, that's right. The Knicks come in Saturday and Sunday. Okay, Correct. so that was my next point I was going to make. So the Lakers now stand ninth in the West, just a game and a half out of the sixth seed. The sixth seed, Ramona, is now definitely in play for the Lakers. I know. Now the flip side, they lose tonight. Mathematically, there's a scenario that could yep. drop them to 13th. That's how tight the West is. Mm. Right now they're ninth, a game and a half out of sixth. If they lose, they can drop to 13th. So that's why Anthony Davis is saying every game is a must win. So um, they continue, and I uh, let me restate my position on injuries. I hate when anybody gets hurt, not just Lakers get hurt. I hate when anybody gets hurt. I'm disappointed when I can't see the great stars play. I'm really bummed out Durant got hurt. I'm bummed Luka got hurt. I want everybody at full strength when they come in here. It's the best part about my job. The league is full of unbelievable stars who put on great shows. I hate when any of them get hurt. But a bunch of them are now, and it's actually playing into the hands of the Lakers. The other day, Brandon Ingram turned an ankle. Zion Williamson, they announced he's going to be out for two more weeks. Lakers are at New Orleans on Tuesday. Huh. Jalen Brunson, who's been an all-star caliber point guard, had missed two or three games um, with a foot injury last night, re-aggravated it in Sacramento. They played the Knicks Sunday. There may be no Jalen Brunson. Um, Kevin Durant is supposed to play here on the 23rd. I don't think he's going to be back by then. Uh, So the Lakers are now benefiting from these injuries, which I hate, but the, the luck for lack of a better word, is starting to break their way, don't you think? Yeah, in in certain respects. Although, like, I thought, you know, anytime you're without LeBron due to injury or without D'Angelo Russell due to injury, like, you haven't been all that lucky. I mean, you could say the same thing about the Laker opponents. They're getting the Lakers without LeBron. Um, okay, so um, let's go to the phones. We'll start. Really? We got a guy, we got a guy online from Houston? This is Brett in Houston. Brett, you're on 710 ESPN. How are you? Doing great. I'm actually a L.A. native. I just moved here. Um, I'm a Dodger guy. I just want to say thank you really quick. Yeah. John Ireland. Um, talked about Jack. Jack, for the past my, 12 my, years and my son, Jack. Ireland, your son, Jack. Yes. You've been talking about him and normalizing um just certain aspects of life, and over these past 12 years, I've come to really appreciate that. And two years ago, it affected my life. I became a father of a special needs son, and I just want to tell you that um, you're just a role model of mine when it comes to being a father of a special needs son. You've given me hope, oh, patience, Brent, that's and perspective. Oh, awesome. going to make me cry. Oh, that's awesome. You. Hey, oh. Brett, can I give you – this is how off the ranch I'm going to yeah. go here. Well, you are. You're tearing I, up. Literally, they got um, me there. Sorry. Okay, let me – this is a very weird thing that I have in common with a direct huh. competitor of ours, okay? Okay. So, Brett, get this book. Rodney Pete, who who is the old USC quarterback yeah. who played in the NFL, who's on another radio station, we compete against him. He's a great guy. Rodney has a special needs son, RJ. 
and he wrote a book about what it's like when you find out and and how you handle it moving forward. Um, I think it's called Not My Boy, and it's a uh-huh. it's like a love letter to his son R.J. And Brett, find that book. You can get it on Amazon, and it will help you. Um, you you use the word Brett normalize. And that's what we got to do with these special needs kids. We've got to get it to the point where all the other kids help them out, you know, bring them along with them. One of the coolest things you can do if you have, for lack of a better term, a normal kid, a kid with no issues, is tell that kid sooner or later there's going to be a special needs kid in his class, if there isn't already. You got to tell your kid, be a leader, include that kid, include that little boy or that girl, drag them along. And Brett, you'll see. Your son's going to find his way. Somebody told me that 10 years ago, and Jack has. He's 21 now. He, he's, not, you know, he's not a typical 21-year-old, yeah. but uh, your son will find his way, and I'm glad that I could help you even a little bit. But get Rodney's book and stay positive and encourage the other kids to include your son, and he will find his way. Does that all make sense? Yes, sir. Will do. Mamba forever. The best. You take care. All right, Brett, thanks. God, that got me emotional. See, Bergman, so I made, sweet. first call made Ramona cry. Gosh. Come on. That happens a little bit more often than I know. I am. <laughs> that's, that's a normal thing. Do I sound, did I use that right? Is that like the new, the new language? Like I'm kind of emo? Yes, like, emo emotional? is the right yeah. way to put yeah? it. Yeah. Okay. I sound like I'm hip. All right. Coming up. <laughs> and I'm so glad I get to say this. More of your phone calls. And, and yeah. this, this will go to all of us. Uh, Bergman, in your case, will do it around UCLA. In Jorge's case, we'll do it around the Niners. In Momo's case, we'll do it about Stanford. Okay. In my case, we'll do it about the Lakers. How far would you go? What would you be willing to give up in order to see your team win a championship? You will not believe what Mike Greenberg, Greeny, oh my from ESPN, says he will do if the Jets sign Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. That's next. Mason and Ireland taking your calls today, 877-710-ESPN, ESPN LA. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, Mason in Ireland, Momo in for Mace today. And uh, we're taking phone calls. Bergman has... uh has lightened the grip on his no-call rule. We, we promised we would take at least one call every segment. We may take more than that today. It's open line Friday, 877-710-ESPN, and we got a full show on top of that. Um, here's Mark in Ontario. Hey, Mark, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Yeah, hi. Uh, first of all, I want Laker tickets. Haven't right. been able to win any all year. All and right. the other thing is the Lakers are definitely going to sixth place. 
and that's going to set them up for a huge playoff run. All right, Mark, you won Laker tickets, so does everybody else. I'll tell you what, I'm going to ask you a Lakers trivia question. If you get it right, I will give you two good Laker tickets. Wait a minute, why am I not allowed to do We did this before. We had a whole meeting about it, John. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to do this again. We know I'm not allowed to give him even if no, he, no, even uh, if he wins. All right, Mark. No, Bergman, it gives other Berg, people a Berg, chance. Bergman <laughs> says you can't win. I'm sorry. It doesn't work like All that. Right. Don't listen to him. Mark, I normally don't, but I have to today because he's running the show. But thank you for the call. We had a whole meeting about it at you 9 o'clock in the morning. You had a meeting about it. John was doing something no, we else. Actually, no, John was there. We actually were the cause of the meeting. <laughs> right. Mason and I were the cause of the meeting. We, I, uh, I think you were just prepping for a game. That's that's the story, not, and we're sticking to it, John. I may not have been paying. See, I'm a good co-host. I have your full back. full attention. Here's, <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> here's, uh, here's Bergman's just doing his job. Don't be mad at him. Uh, Luke in Santa Ana. Hey, Luke, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hi, hi guys. So, good, I was going to talk about the NBA refs, but I feel like changing my mind and okay. asking about the, uh, the baseball shift. Um, I feel like it's actually really stupid that they took it away. I understand why they want to do it, but why can't we just let the hitters evolve with the game? That's what I'm saying, of, Luke. You're, you're an old-school person okay, like me. So, Luke, let me tell well, you. No, the, no, no. It's not that. If you're a Deadpool hitter, you deserve to get phased out of the game as the game evolves. You don't get deserve to get rewarded. Even if you're a Deadpool hitter, make an adjustment, man. Spray the ball to the other side. Hit a double down the line. Okay. Every yeah, time. if you can't, down to AAA you go. I right, mean, so, Luke, I will, I will give you what if, – if uh, Rob Manfred was sitting here with us on this call. Here's what he would say. He would say he hired Theo Epstein to find out why baseball was declining in popularity. Because it is. Their audience is aging out. Mostly old people watch baseball. Young people have gravitated to NBA, NFL, soccer, other sports. And, And so Theo, for two or three years, Luke, did a research project. And he went and talked to people that were teenagers in their 20s and their 30s and said why don't you watch baseball what don't you like and what they said is there's not enough action on the bases Mm. there's never any base runners nobody tries to steal nobody tries to hit and run nobody tries to go first to third everybody just either strikes out or hits it right to somebody so the reason they got rid of the shift is because they want more guys on base which I actually think is smart, Luke. It's not that, as long as it's the same for both teams, it doesn't really matter what you do with the shift. So you you say you want more, you're arguing for more defense. What they wanted. I'm not, I'm not arguing for more defense. I'm arguing that the hitters need to adjust yeah. instead of making the rule change. He's with me. Right. The but the, but the bottom, yeah, but Luke, the bottom line is if they don't, you didn't solve the problem. Just now, so let's take Mac Mun- Max Muncie for example. Max Muncie is a dead pull hitter. So is uh, Greg. Who's the guy last year that the Dodgers had that hit like 100? Joey Joey Gallo. Gallo, dead pull hitter. Good player, but a dead pull hitter. So you could Luke send those guys down and get rid of them, but they're good players. They hit a lot of home runs. Why not? Just open up the field for them. As long as you do it for both teams, it creates more hits, more base runners, more action. What do you think? See, in my opinion, instead of adjusting the rules for guys like Joey Gallo, phase guys like Joey Gallo out for guys who are willing to adjust. It's 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 hard to tell a defense you're getting too good 
that you have to change the rules because defense is getting too good. I mean, that's, that's what they're doing. I, I, I get, but the shift is annoying. But stop, stop telling guys to hit. 212 and 20 home runs. And Here, here's the problem. 15 home runs to hit 280. Luke, so I, I'm I'm with you. This is me, old school baseball person, softball hitter. Like if somebody was playing no me like that, night games. I would try Shout to. All day games. Well, no, I, I'm fire. I'm for the <laughs> night games, okay. But like if somebody is playing you that way, it's on you as the hitter to hit it the opposite field and make them not play that way. But. The problem is, is it's the analytics say that hitters like Muncie or Gallo or the dead pull hitters who get affected predominantly by the shift, they are still more valuable because of their ability to hit home runs than uh, if they're hitting. Like, so so, so they're what so you're valuable, saying is they won't send them down. They won't send yeah. them down because they even if they hit 210, but they hit 25 or 30 home runs, they're still, they're they're still more valuable but than Luke, a hitter who hits like 300, but like two home runs. Luke, it's a good call. Thank you for calling. I mean, I Blame think, analytics is yeah, what I'm telling you. It is. Okay, so let me get to this uh, Get to this Mike Greenberg thing. Okay. So Mike Greenberg is an absolute diehard New York Jets fan. How does that happen? He grew up in New York. I know. That was his team as a kid. He has stayed married to him forever. So okay? tell, me, tell me how people are Jets fans, though. Because is it like the Lakers and the Clippers? Is it like the Angels and the Dodgers? I think that um, I'm guessing that Greeny, when he was a kid, couldn't get into the Giant games yeah. because um, those tickets are all season tickets. So ticket the Giants holders. are like the equivalent of the Lakers and the Clippers the equivalent of the <laughs> right. Jets. Got but it. he okay. could afford tickets and go to Jet games. Got and it. So he, and then he handed it down to his family. So um, Bergman, did you know about this until I had you put the sound in? No, I didn't put the sound in. Jorge put in all the sound. Right. So you may not know about I this. I do not know what it about okay. it at all. Okay, so Greenberg is so excited about even the possibility that Aaron Rodgers could come to the Jets. He says he will do one of two things if that happens. One, he will go on one of those four-day darkness retreats <laughs> like Aaron Rodgers <laughs> okay. did. Or, and this is what he's leaning towards, he'll cut off one of his pinky toes. What? If Aaron Rodgers, I'm not kidding. And he says he doesn't think it'd be a big deal. Here's Greeny. If they cut off your pinky toe and you didn't know it, how long would it take you to figure it out? Like, your I'm not convinced- step. No, I don't think that's true yeah. at all. You Whenever think- you put your socks on. Yep. Okay, so that is at minimum a day. Now, let me ask you a question. When you put your socks on, do, do you, <laughs> you look at them real carefully? Like, let me just ask you this. So, Okay, this happens in your sleep. You get up in the morning and you somewhat quickly throw on a pair of socks. How closely are you looking at your feet? Like, do you think it's not possible that you might not notice that you only have four toes on one of your feet? I don't think it's impossible that you don't notice it at all. Okay. He, and I love Greeny, yeah. is an idiot. This is crazy. I would, Bergman, if you cut off one of your toes, I would notice right away. I think it would affect everything. I figured it would Have affect you the ever hurt you your walk, pinky toe? Your gait? Yep. Your, I, I mean, your it's balance? It really hurts. <laughs> like, I, and let me say this. Yeah. I'm the world's biggest Laker fan. I want nothing more than to yeah. make a run. If the choice is Lakers win the title, if you cut off your pinky toe, no, I'll try and win it without me cutting oh off my, my pinky God, toe. No. If Stanford won the national championship in football, which okay. would be the greatest thing ever happened in the history of Stanford athletics, would you cut off your pinky toe? Absolutely not. Bergman, well, if, UCLA wins both football and basketball this year. Is that the caveat? Like, I have to have it cut off? If you agree to cut off your pinky toe, UCLA would win the national title this month in yep. basketball and then next January in football, but then you don't have a toe, would you do it? 
I guess I'm going to live with nine toes. No, no you're not. 100%. No. Absolutely. Why not? If I'm getting a, ba- a football, because you added the football in there, you, yes. Jorge. Never in my life has there been a national championship for a UCLA football you need team. Your it's happened toes, one time. Man. It's happened one time in, nas- in UCLA Jamie, football. Jamie, you would adjust without a yes. toe. Do you, you really adjust? think yes. you wouldn't yes. notice if, you, if, if I cut off one of your toes? I would absolutely notice, but I'm doing it to get that football championship that was never going to happen otherwise. And, and next year when you get that football championship on January 12th or whatever it is, on January yeah. 13th, you're living the rest of your life with nine toes. Exactly. Because exactly. I'm living with nine toes. Yeah, what a dope. You're out of your mind, bro. <laughs> Jorge, Niners, to... Niners win the next two Super Bowls. No. Will you cut off a pinky we're, toe? We're very close. I'm keeping my toes. You're we're right. very close to winning it. Lakers can win a title without my toe. Seriously. what? What? Have you ever... I broke my, my toe once. Everything hurts. It hurts so bad. Like, you really can't walk with, like, even one of your toes is broken. I can't even imagine what it would be like to cut it off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it would really hurt. It, where, you can't walk right. Greeny's a really smart guy. Where in the world did he think cutting off one of your toes would have no effect on I anything else? I think he's else? not thinking about the pain. I think he's just thinking like well, he you says just don't he would have do a it toe. in his sleep and he would wake up with nine toes. And then he just wouldn't have a toe. Right. So there'd be no pain afterwards? Yeah, I, okay. If there's no pain, it's a little different discussion. But I no. do think you really need your toe. I want my toe. Yeah, I'm not giving up my toe. Yeah, yeah that's either. ridiculous. Yeah, it just makes no sense. Go to the darkness retreat. That would be really hard, but right. I, you could, it's four days. Coming up but in it's it is. so different when it comes to just like a team that doesn't have anything ever. With If it's for the Lakers, no, they already have 17. If it's for if it's for the Niners, they already have a bunch too. If Five. like the Dodgers have a bunch of them, like eight or nine or whatever it happens to be. The UCLA football team has won in 1954. Right, but what makes you and, there, and people what don't even think, count that one sometimes. Well, what makes you think they'll, they'll count this one? USC has like eight of them. You know, it's but like, the, but UCLA, you would count this one. You're saying they win the national championship. They would 100% count this one, and it's never happening otherwise. They're not that good. So, this hey, is my hey. only chance in my lifetime yep. to have a UCLA yep. football championship. Cut it off. But you do not value your toes, man. <laughs> you got to learn some, uh, some basic human anatomy. Your toes are important. Be good to your toes, they'll be good to you. Coming up next, <laughs> coming up next, we'll spin the wheel of questions and more of your phone calls. Momo in for Mace. I'm John Ireland. Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Okay, this is hmm, interesting. Imagine you are hiking in the wilderness. You can swim across a mile-wide, ice-cold river in one day, or you can walk for an extra week to cross the nearest bridge. Which would you choose, Jorge? Walk an extra week. You're not going in the water? (laughs) No, I'm not. Bergman, how about you? So you can swim across a mile-wide lake in one day. In one day, or it'd take a week to walk around it and walk across a bridge. Cold. An ice cold river, you're gonna die. I'm gonna walk. All right, Momo. It's an interesting choice. 
I'm actually a good ice cold swimmer. Me too. Like I do that on the regular. That's like a thing. Yep. In the winter, especially, it's supposed to be good for you. The cold plunge pool, but I kind of top out at about three minutes. <laughs> do you ever do cryo? No. <laughs> Cryotherapy is three minutes. That's about it. I do it all the time. It's great. Like. I'll get in the pool. It's like 60 degrees, super cold. I go swim up and back a couple of times. And like, I kind of like, I, you know, I used to scream and yell and now I'm just like, no, I'm tough. I can do this. So like, I don't know. Mile wide Lake is pretty far. Uh, yeah. I'm jumping in the water. I, I think I want to jump in the water, but I just don't know that I can really do a mile swim. I, uh, it's not a mile swim. It's a full day swim. A full day swim. Yeah, you, you know, we can, ice cold. But I can float. See, you're the thing is, your body die. regulates. Your body regulates. All right, after assume a while. you're not going to die, okay. but you are going <laughs> to be incredibly. You are going to be incredibly uncomfortable and incredibly cold. Are you still walking? I'm still 100. percent I'm still walking. I, you know what I hate? I'm swimming. I hate. I hate. I hate. I hate wasting time. I hate inefficiency. Yeah. If you tell me this takes one day. And this takes a week. Give me the one day. Yeah. Then I'll use those other six days to get ahead of the competition, whatever it is we're doing. I, I yeah, I, I'm doing the one day. Because the thing about swimming is that, like, once do you know how to float on your back? Yep. So if you could float on your back to like take a break, and you still be like really cold, but you would like adjust after a while. Your um, body adjusts. Like the first time you get in that cold water, you're like, oh my god, oh, you scream and yell, and then you kind of regulate, and you get in and out, in and out, the hot, cold, and. I don't know. And then by hour three, you're yeah, like, I know. this That's is the coldest thing I've ever been in my life, and I'm not going to make it. What was I thinking? And then by hour five, so you can just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, no good. I'm doing it. I'm jumping <laughs> in the water. <laughs> you're crazy. All right. By the way, someone here, John, says yeah. that, uh, uh, where did it go? I just lost it. But it says, from King Dante 82 yeah. tell Ireland Deion Sanders is doing just fine without two toes, plus you had a championship. Um, you know, I think Deion's going to be really good in Colorado, but uh, this- um, Deion Sanders doing just fine without two toes, but he didn't voluntarily give him up to, to to do something stupid. JJ Mendez says if you need a replacement thumb, they take off a big toe and replace it. You James, don't need toes. James Zuber, Ireland first step. If you don't realize you're missing a toe, you are 100% falling flat on your ass with the first step. I agree. I think your toe is more important than you're giving it credit for. Um, Nate on the five freeway. You're on ESPN LA. Hi, Nate. Hey, how are, uh, hey guys, I am uh, seeing if you're as excited as I am about the Lakers versus the Raptors being the first game after Van Bleet's comments to the well, refs. Well, I'll be very surprised if Ben Taylor is one of our officials tonight. Okay, can Let me I put say, it that way. How did he only get $30,000? It's a great question. I mean, I'm not trying to take money out of anybody's pocket, all right? But when I heard that rant, I was like, oh, Fred knew exactly what he was doing. That's a hundred k right there. Right. I And uh, by the way, Nate, I thought, I thought Van Fleet might even get suspended yeah. because he called the guy out by name. But the fact that Adam Silver kind of looked the other way and gave him a slap on the wrist, I think more guys are going to do it. No, if it's only going to cost thirty k, you're not going to get suspended. I, I think I, I see players try not to get fined all the time. <laughs> like like they, trying they to dance try, around, yeah, they dance stuff. around it, or they they say just enough. But now, if it's only going to cost thirty k, go for it. All right, I'm looking up the refs tonight. Mark Davis. Brian Forte and Ray Acosta, and it looks like Ben Taylor is off tonight, so he's not working tonight. But uh, it'll be very interesting the next time Ben Taylor has a Fred Van Vliet game. Yeah, I think he's going to overcorrect. 
I think, you know, maybe because he's going to think he's human. He's going to think back of my, well, if I call a lot of fouls on Fred Van Fleet, they're going to think I hate him and it's personal. I'm, I got to let him give him a little rope. I think Van Fleet totally won the battle here. Don't you? I don't know. The, the NBA has had this with Chris Paul and Scott Foster for a long time. Scott, that, yeah, Scott's never really cut. He's cut never Chris backed a down. Break. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the phone call, uh, Nate. Uh, here's Moses in Riverside. Hey, Moses, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, so I just want to talk about, um, you know, with Pal Gasol's jersey being retired, um, in my opinion, the uh, lack of respect that that Lakers squad receives uh, nationally, um, the 08, 9, 10 Lakers squad, um, you know, they're not in any of the uh, 2K games when they come to putting in the uh, historic really? teams. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, – yeah, and, uh, you know, in my opinion, they, they had a, a three-year run that stacks up with the best of them. Uh, the first season they were together, they went straight to the finals, and it was a half of a season, um, and then they won two straight, you know? Right. Well, the Powell was traded here February 1st, 2008, Moses, and he went finals, finals, finals uh, yeah. as soon as he got here. Yep. Which I, I was having this discussion the other day. He's He's in the discussion – for the greatest in-season Laker trade of all time. Yeah. As far as I know, there's only one other player who got traded in the middle of the season and went finals, finals, finals. Momo, you know who it is? Uh, Kareem. No? No. Kareem was traded in the offseason. Traded in-season, let's think. It's someone you know. Someone I know. Personally. Matt Barnes? Nope. His name... Is Michael Thompson? Oh, it was, was in-season tra- trade. Yeah, he was traded in 1987, Moses, and the Lakers wow. went to the finals and won it. In '88, they went to the finals and won it. In '89, they went to the finals and lost. So the answer, and thanks for the call. The answer to the question: What That's is good. the what is the greatest Lakers in-season trade of all time? It's either Pau Gasol or Michael Thompson because the immediate results were finals, finals, finals. Um, you know, which makes it. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of cool. Here's uh, here's David and Whittier. Hey, David, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you, David. You're on the air. Go ahead. Okay. Hey, so uh, the guy that I want to talk about, I heard you talking about OJ, and you probably knew this guy, a friend of mine, uh, Bobby Chandler, used to play. Of course. Yeah, good, good. For yeah, he played with OJ at USC. And the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, so he was a friend of mine in Whittier, and uh, before he passed away, because he was going and visit, he was one of OJ's best friends. He was visiting O.J. In, in jail all the time. They, they would show Bob Chandler going in to visit sure. him. Sure, wow. Before, before Bob Chandler passed away, and all, also I got a connection with Bob Chandler and, and the Kobe uh, crash, uh, but before he passed away of cancer, he had told me that he had asked O.J. point blank in the prison cell if he did it, and he said just his body language and his response uh, he was convinced that he was guilty. He he had known him from college all right. the way through the pros. Well, you know what, David? You know what's interesting? If you know, was it last yeah. year or the year before? Whatever year the two OJ things came yeah. out. The OJ Made in America and yeah. the People versus OJ Simpson. I watched every minute of both of them. I was yeah. really into them. Um, and David, the documentary, the Ezra Edelman documentary that aired on ESPN, it was like four parts. Yeah. Um, if you look at Robert Kardashian's face. When and you know, Robert's now passed away as well. Yeah. If you look at his face when they announce the verdict, he he just turns white, like he knew, he knew he got away with it, and it, it's like whoa. 
Um, you know, when, when I saw, I, I, I went, somebody told me to look at that and I went back and looked at it and I went, you know, he's not celebrating. Yeah. He's not like relieved. He's, oh my God, what have I done? Kind of thing. So yeah, it makes a good point. I mean, Thanks he literally call. did a book called If I Did It. Yeah, come on. <laughs> like, I mean, he literally- God. Yeah, no kidding. Um, we got time for more. Yeah, let's get Charlie and Palisades in here. Hey, Charlie, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hi. I want to bring up a name that 75% of your, excuse me, of your audience won't know, Jim Healy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, Charlie, I, I, I am so glad you brought that name up. For people who don't know who Charlie's talking about, Jim Healy was the best sports radio talk show host ever to appear in Los Angeles. And, Charlie, it sounds like you probably know this, that every day at 5.30, for years, Jim Healy would come on and do a half hour, and it was... Charlie, I, I guess I could describe it as sports comedy. It was, it was like, it was, it was interesting. It was sportsy, but it was funny, right? And is it true? Right, Madame Ram. You know, uh, by the way, if you want to go down the rabbit hole, Charlie, um, if you just type in Jim Healy, um, you know, archives, some guy on the internet has all of Jim's old shows, and you can go listen to them. I went down the rabbit hole one night, and I did it for like three and a half hours. Wow. And little fun fact. Is this what you do when you can't sleep? Yeah, well, I gotta do something. Uh, <laughs> fun fact, Charlie, uh, I don't know if Patrick is still there, but Patrick Healy, Jim's son, for many, many years, yep. was a news reporter yep. at KNBC. Yep, you used to at, see him all the time. At Channel 4, and is a, as, as nice of a guy as you'll ever meet. And um, and so I would encourage Charlie. I'm glad you brought that name up. I would encourage people who have never heard Jim Healy to go on the internet. Just type into a Google search Jim Healy Radio, and you can hear all this stuff that Charlie and I are talking about because it's uh, really. Were you one of those guys, Charlie, that made sure you were in your car every day at 5:30? I ran every day at 5.30 so I could listen to him with my little transistor radio. Yeah, he's the best. The best. And, he, and he's funny. 5.30 a.m. You know, or p.m.? P.m., thank okay. God. Maybe you, maybe, you could, maybe you could play the famous sort of my opinion of Kingman's performance, the, the edited version. <laughs> I'll see if I can dig it up. I, I, you know, I told Patrick one day I would love to do a Jim Healy tribute once a week where we would go back and play some of Jim's old clips. He didn't say outright no, but I think in the back of his mind he knows that somehow you can monetize Jim's um, you know, work, and, his, and, and so he didn't want to give it away for free, which I understood. But maybe I can revisit it because he was just so good. Charlie, thank you for bringing him up. He, Bergman, you're probably too young. Did you ever hear Jim Healy? No, I never heard Jim Healy. Go do that. Go down, uh, Google the Internet, and you can hear him just, he used to mock everybody. I mean, he would attack everybody in town, and and he would use these audio clips, and he would drop them in. At, at like, if you would screw up on the air, he would run it. Like oh. like the stuff we have of you, like yeah. all the old stuff. Like I haven't farted in two months. That would have been one of his drops. Oh, yeah. And he would say, "Momo." I honestly don't think I farted in two months. <laughs> like he would say, "Momo Shelburne," and then he would play that oh, drop. Has a new Clippers saga, a soap opera about Donald Sterling. What if I told you? Yeah, you know, it would just drops, drops. Drops, drops, yep. and it was great. Um, it just really fun to listen to. All right, Bergman, how do you think that went? First hour, we took four or five calls. I thought everybody was good. I thought one call was good. Oh, please. All right, coming up next, more of your calls and more of the show. Momo <laughs> Informace, I'm John Ireland, ESPN LA.